Freedom to fly? Another way of saying freedom to run. And so it goes with the crew of the experimental starship Void Jammer. And the clock never stops ticking. Unpaid bills, old enemies, and a rival crew nip at their heels as they strike out for the Beskari. Friday, Saren, Relora, and Ballad know that when work comes calling, you grit your teeth and bear it. Sometimes simple folk don't live simple lives, and these former cargo haulers turned merchant smugglers will discover just how complicated their future stands to be as they enter a dangerous game. No rules, no time, no guarantee of safety. Just another day on the job, far beyond the stars. I am excited about season three. It is going it like I let me tell y'all this is I am so excited for the you you have reached the halfway-ish point of book two and it is mm, it's so wild. It's it's my favorite part of the AP so far. I'm so excited to actually crack <laughs> into it. So I'm going to I'm going to get us going. But before we begin the the episode proper. Dear listeners, new segment alert or old segment alert, different segment, same segment, Patreon segment, money, please. We need that. There's a whole Patreon page at fantasticworlds.cash that you should definitely go check out, see all of the different rewards that you can get if you support us at various levels. Making this show costs us uh, a little bit of money in addition to our time, and we are looking to break even on that to be able to keep the show going. So please head on over to Patreon and take a look at what you can do to support us. We would very much appreciate it if you would do that. If you don't have the funds, which totally fair, or you just don't want to give us money, which again, totally fair. There are other free ways you can support us. Please go leave us a review somewhere because it helps us crank up there in the old algorithm, helps more people find the show, and just gets us generally more attention. So please consider taking you know two minutes out of your day to go do that. And that's the end of the Patreon Please Help Us segment. We're going to go on to the rest of the show now. Before we really start the episode, I wanted to check in with all of your characters. We haven't done a character check-in in a little while, and most uh, of our listeners have not heard anything from us in a few months. So how are your characters feeling at this point in the story, at the beginning of season two? Well, I feel like Angel should go first. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Oh, I'll start it off. Oh, goodness. What a wild ride it's been for Miss Fanny, right? Our octogenarian ace pilot who has more forms, you know, than arms. So Miss mm. Fanny Astrozoan has since, uh, you know, since, my goodness, stealing her own sister's ship, uh, has taken on one that new persona, which was for deception, but has kind of now reverted back to putting on the different skins of past perf- uh, personas, space technicians, fry cooks, all sorts of 
of forms they haven't worn in a while. And while that's going on, like on a physical level, she's Miss uh, Necro Miss Fanny with a Necrograph now. So physical changes on top of their normal shape-shifting powers is the emotional changes. My goodness. Again, stealing it from her sister, you know, using her powers kind of for duplicity. And now kind of trying to reconcile that. I know their recent conversation with Saren had kind of started changing that direction or at least kind of helping that healing moment of, you know, she knows the kind of character of her sister, but also it was like, hey, you know what? It's it's kind of maybe bringing a new life to the ship. Who knows what sort of cargo or what sort of jobs the ship was originally designed for. And so kind of having it go in that direction is started at least making her feel a little better. So kind of getting back on her footing. But now, you know, as the last last time we were all together, her sister put a hit on her. That's, uh, you know, that's... Yeah, that's pretty intense. That's kind of, like, intense. I mean, it's on par for their relationship, which is also funny because it's also like, oh, BZ, you want to play that game? But they've been <laughs> playing that game since they were four years old. So it's one of those things where it is really intense. It's shocking. It's, you know, holy crap talk about over uh you know overreacting but they've been playing this kind of game of thrones dragon age or legion type subterfuge and political game since they were very little so it's very on brand for them not that it doesn't sting as much i'm sure aline definitely felt the sting of you know my sister can do a lot and she has in the past you know she's a busy but also oh my gosh she's keeping me from my rightful place in the afterlife, flush with cash, credits, all that good stuff is now endangering my immortal soul. Holy crap, is that the line? You know, that's the line. And now Miss Fanny's on the other You found it. <laughs> right. And then you blasted it, past it. <laughs> right. And now it's on Miss Fanny's part. It's like, look, could she do this stuff? It's like that Kill Bill, the Kill Bill line. It's like, could you do yes absolutely would i ever think that you would do it to me sort of thing so they're 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 on that opposite side of the mirror looking in but they're both you know they're both doing those things where they didn't think they were going to cross the line so it's really hard for her to feel oh my gosh this isn't warranted it's oh man it's warranted but also at the same time it's not warranted she's probably going to be right at that line back and forth of this is not warranted yeah, I've had this coming. Man, this isn't warranted. No, I really do have it coming. Or, man, that's an overreaction. Or, bravo, Aline. Hey, that was the next chess piece to move. <laughs> that's exactly what I would have done. And it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it's redefining her as her character, kind of the path she wanted to walk. You know, she she wanted to walk the path of empathy. And now it's, that her past is is basically catching up with her. So that's my long-winded, hey, you know what? You have yeah. changed, but that doesn't wipe the slate clean of what you've done. Very nice. That's, yeah, that's exactly where I was hoping you'd go <laughs> with those thoughts of realizing that you may have changed, but the the circumstances have not. I like that, Angel. Thank you very much. Dustin. How's Friday feeling at the beginning of this arc? Uh, our lovely, lovely Jess uh, has has over the weekend uh, 
posted some on our on our Google chat some wonderful pictures with text posts from Tumblr uh, that she thought applied to our characters, and she over she has been pasting them over our character art. And for Friday, there were two very distinct ones, and I'm gonna. And I think they're very succinct way of explaining how Friday is right now. It says, "I don't know how to ask for help. I disappear and come back when I'm good," which I think Jess is also attacking me personally with that one. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is scrolling down because there's a lot of them, and I love every single one. By the way, Jess, never stop doing this. <laughs> Thank you. Heidi sent me a whole freaking drive of posts, so they are never ending. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Perfect. Uh, and then the other one is, I'm going to defeat you with the power of friendship and this gun I found, which is also <laughs> very, uh, very Friday. So between those two, I think they actually are a very good reason of where Friday is. He wants nothing more than just to grumble and just like shove this all down that whatever's happening right at this moment is he'd love to just ignore it. But obviously he can't because he has no idea where it's going and that puts his crew in in danger. So he's going to depend on his crew, which are his friends and any power he has available to him to stop whatever's happening. So that is definitely where he's at. Wonderful. Boondabar. And I can't solve it with a charisma check, so I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) You're hamstrung! (laughs) There's no one to talk to in this instance! (laughs) Damn! (laughs) I knew I'd get you eventually by just not providing someone or anything that is susceptible (laughs) to your charisma. Friday is a damn charming man and it's very upsetting <laughs> to me personally. <laughs> Great. Those uh yeah, those text posts worked perfectly for Friday. I, I liked I liked that I'm going to solve this with the power of friendship <laughs> and this gun I found one in particular. It was very funny. Um Ballad or Saren, who wants to go next? Uh I'll go. Saren's had a lot of things come up for Jure over the last season. First two seasons, really, just like being forced to face your past and your trauma and like over and over and over again. And I think the things that stand out most for me are Jure meeting Pira because Pira is, besides your mother, you know, the first shimmering that she's met. And it was a terrifying experience, but it was also sort of this revelatory. Like there's just suddenly there's a question, you know, there's a potential answer to a question as well, you know, which is why was Persephone always running away? And Saren doesn't know for sure if she is actually some sort of uh, royalty, but Saren has, uh, like me, a strong tendency towards escapism. And so, you know, the idea that the idea of having royalty that she, that she could go back to and take part in injure people and be loved and adored and and really be seen as royalty is really nice when she's always kind of felt like an outsider. And I think about escapism 
And escapism is about trying to make yourself feel better about your current situation. And you can, of course, like have everything you ever wanted, right? Maybe everything that Saren wants is right here on this ship. But she doesn't know that she deserves it because of insecurity. And so she feels like she doesn't belong and is looking for, maybe looking for things to take Jura away from it. Now, if we extrapolate that, she's also trying very hard to not think about that. And in not thinking about that, she recently became a uh, intercycle thief and is considering <laughs> <laughs> how to how to make this intercycle, you know, really jure's and make it a part of you know jure identity. And is just kind of excited about the prospect of building something because building something means that she doesn't have to think about what the heck is happening in jure life. I think that's where Saren's at. A lot of insecurity and fear about what the future means and a lot of let's just uh, avoid it and ignore it and try and help other people feel better about themselves. Aww. I like that. That's a good, that's, that's an interesting place for Jure to be at the start of this particular arc of the story. And I shall not say why. Ballad, <laughs> tis your turn. Well, Ballad is thinking about what they really want to do for their very long life. They've always sort of had something (laughs) that it's always been the same thing too, actually. So really with Ballad, they were raised by a man who had created a community that she for a good portion of her life was part of and a protector of And something went bad and she felt responsible for that and then separated herself from the community in order to protect it. And that then went on for 150 years. She was working for the GL to send the like crazy money they gave her back to that community. And so she is now it's like hitting her all at once that she was away from separated by circumstance and also her own choices which she's reflecting on she's been away from this community and protecting it for like 300 years <laughs> and it's sort of like consumed everything about her that's been what's important to her for so long just protect these people almost as a way to atone for what she did in the past and you know protect dreg her you know surrogate father or how, how would you say adopt like adoptive father dreg mm-hmm. protect dreg protect xavius protect kivan like protect these people who are your family who have taken care of you who you've known for all this time and that's all they've had and so everything was then justifiable through that She justified killing all the people she killed. She justified working for a really horrible group of people by saying, but I'm helping this community of needy people. And that starts to really warp you. And especially when you are, again, when you are working for such an evil organization, it it, it subsumes you, whether you want to give in or not. You become subsumed by what you're doing and it's almost like she when she finally snapped out of it when stuff started going worse and worse with Sinjin as he started acting more and more 
horrible (laughs) and she sort of woke up and left. Since then, the same goal has been in her head. The year she worked with the crew on the Calamity, it was that same goal. Keep all these people safe by hiding because they will use them to threaten you if they know you're alive. And then it's like, none of it really mattered that much, did it? I mean, it did. But then at the same time, it's like you're holding in a breath and you finally let it out. That's what happened in season one. Ballad was found out. And Sinjin is high up in the GL and knows she's alive. So the GL must know she's alive. And they've been holding this breath for so long and thinking that the reason they needed to do that was to protect all these people. But as far as they know right now, and they're in contact with, you know, Xavius and, and Dreg sometimes and, uh, you know, not the community directly because she tries to stay away from them to protect them. But it's like nothing happened. <laughs> and so they're kind of in this headspace of like, why was I so wound up about this? I mean, ultimately, she's still conflicted because it's like, I did have a good reason. So am I just waiting for the other shoe to drop again? Did one shoe drop, but then this is a three-legged creature and there's going to be another shoe dropping, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So she's now holding her breath again in a new way, maybe. But but that tension release of like, nothing did happen, (laughs) at least not yet. And we're going to deal with it, me and my, my people now, because I have support. I have a support system and don't feel like I have to be the one taking care of everyone. We're going to take care of it if something does happen, right? Like, that's, that's, she's in this very, like, tense, weird space in her head, just mulling over all of this and sitting with the time that she has had, sitting with the, the, the difficulty of being very old and all of the weight of life that comes with that so she's just very introspective in that regard wow but you know (laughs) the long and storied life of ballad serenade anyways she's not sure if she's waiting for another shoe to drop she's not even sure of that and it's not that she's super anxious or anything she's just feeling tensed and ready for something. And we'll see how that plays out going forward. Yeah, I like that. That sounds really tiring for her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, imagine being 350 years old or whatever, and (laughs) you don't even know what you remember or don't. (laughs) That sounds exhausting. Uh, Exhausting and tinged with a little paranoia. Uh, I like it. That's great. I like where all of your characters are right now. I think those are four very interesting emotional places to be at the moment. And I'm really excited to see how those change over the course of this next season. That being said, let's go ahead and let's do a little recap, shall we, of what happened last time on Far Beyond the Stars. Y'all got a contract to go round up some Defrixes, which are raccoon, skunk, bear, predator type creatures on Vesk 2. You went to a specific preserve where they tend to be. You used means both questionable (laughs) and legal to acquire these animals. I'd like to use the terms chaotic and lawful. 
questionable and legal to round up these animals. Although I will say that Ballad, uh, while it was not legal, did have a moral victory for (laughs) how the two of you went about getting uh, your mounts for that roundup. You went, you secured a a surprising number of the animals. You got a hundred head of these critters to be transported back to Vesk 3 uh, where the proprietors of Skittermander Ranch are expecting them and will pay you a lot of money. As you were returning to the ship, however, you were waylaid, as Angel mentioned, by a hitman that Relora's sister had hired to take the four of you generally, but mostly her out. He very specifically was focused on destroying Relora in particular. He failed miserably. And he failed miserably. He... (laughs) Yeah. Dropped on his ass. (laughs) He was so enthusiastic about bringing Relora down that he missed a shot, it ricocheted on him, and he knocked himself down. After being thrown (laughs) in the air with an anti-grav Yes, yes. You had a very (laughs) important part in bringing him down. (laughs) But I will argue he was the most important factor in destroying (laughs) himself. (laughs) (laughs) so thus surrounded and flat on his back he gave up and told you all that Aline had been the one who put the hit out on you you stripped him naked and left him there in the ravine carrying all of his stuff away poor Creech that's a very (laughs) western way of dealing with it too i love it absolutely it was very it was very good it was it's it it very exactly suited the tone of this adventure path so he had some pretty nice stuff too yeah he had great stuff he was a edge corp wetwork specialist he was well paid to do exactly that and he was presumably good at it until i started controlling his movements (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so you made it back to the ship in your various states of emotional unrest and got the Defrix, got the Defrix herd settled, powered up the ship, headed out of Vesk 2 and entered the drift, heading to Vesk 3, or so you thought, until Rolora noticed that the destination that you had laid into your drift computer had changed. Bum, bum, bum. Good thing we have a damn fine engineer. Uh, Saren, uh, what what's going on here? Why are why aren't we going where we're supposed to be going? Um, I don't know, Captain. I will go and take a quick look. I swear, if those goblins are messing with things again, <laughs> you know, I don't think it was the goblins. Just saying, I I trust that they didn't do anything in the combat either, but I do think someone did. What's the destination? Relora, if you want to make me a ch- if you want to make me a piloting check. Ooh, I love me some some piloting <laughs> checks. <laughs> I figured you might. Saren, you may also make me an engineering check if you are going back over the drift engine with a fine tooth comb. Fleegreeb and Rattlesnarp are assisting you currently, so they can also aid your check. Okay. On my engineering, I rolled an 18 for a 29 total. Okay, and I'm going to give you an extra. I'm going to give you an extra point for each of the little goblins that are assisting you. Okay, nice. And 
with that check, you didn't need to get very high. The drift engine is seems to be functioning perfectly well. It's it's doing its job. It's working like a dream, especially with that good old signal booster that you got installed on it. Looks mm. like the engine's working like a dream. Uh, I. I, I think that we were remotely hacked and someone changed the destination. You know where we're heading, Fanny? What you got on that piloting check? Okay, I rolled a 15, so that's a total of 27. Those are very familiar coordinates indeed. You previously used, well, I guess you weren't actually flying there yourselves. You were taking a transport. But you've flown to Avalon before. You recognize that particular drift beacon. It's Avalon, you said, or Avalon? Avalon. Avalon is the planet oh, closest to the packed world sun. And let's see, there's a little space station that's in orbit around it called the Horse Eye <laughs> Orbital Plate. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one, where you stole the ship, actually. It's Oops. wild, oh. so that's where you'd be going back to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's actually really not a good place for you to be right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll beep and put it on, like, the, uh, the everybody's display. It's like, oh, this is the coordinates. Beep 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 boop, and I just display all. How and what's our what's our time to get there? Uh, with Rolora's piloting check, she's able to suss out that it, you are going to be in the drift for three days. Okay, y'all, we have less than three days to figure out how to not go back to where we left. Uh, that would be bad. <laughs> well, we could drift hop. If we can force it, we could hop out of the Ooh. drift. Doing that could put us way down nose where out into the middle of space, but I mean, I figure that we could try it. It's true. Could also scuttle the engines while we're in the drift so that we're just kind of sitting here for a bit while we try and figure something out. Let's start there. Ooh, not a bad idea. I'm going to do a security sweep. I There's every possibility somebody is on this ship as well. Oh, hadn't considered that. Uh, Ballad, make me some, make me a perception check. And describe to me what you're doing. Ooh, 23. So she is, you know, whip in hand, um, just going through every room. And as she's passing through, she's actually kind of like literally sweeping her whip around uh, in different areas because she has her suspicions about, you know, invisible things as well. She also thinks it's probably remote hacking, but does want to make sure she's, like, checking for any sort of um, stowaway. And she's also anything that has any kind of, like, paneling that could be removed and replaced. She's kind of knocking her hand against it to see if it's loose or there's a sound of it not being hollow when normally it would be hollow, that kind of thing. Okay, great. Very thorough. Good description. <laughs> as you as you wander through the ship, you don't notice anything in particular that's amiss. You do you do remember Goog mentioning to you before takeoff that he had started getting a little paranoid about the cameras on the ship. And you do notice that occasionally they will turn to follow you down a hallway as you disappear out of sight. That's the only really odd thing you notice until you start getting closer to the cargo hold. As you get closer toward the back of the ship on that first level, you can hear what are clearly some distressed predators. You can hear the Deferixes in the car- cargo hold coughing 
hacking up uh, what it sounds like their own lungs, from what you can tell. Scratching at the walls, howling. They seem very upset. Okay, yeah. Ballad is going to rush in, and uh, while she's like, you know, I imagine the calm is on like her wrist, and um, she's holding it up to her face and saying, We have another situation. It seems like something's going on in the cargo hold. Also, check the cameras. And then she's just, you know, shoving her way inside. And yeah, I want to check on how the Defrixes are doing. You run into the cargo hold and the Defrixes are coughing up these clouds of sparkling silver when you get in there. And you start hearing a very high-pitched ringing noise that seems to be coming to a crescendo right before these little silver clouds begin bursting with fire. Oh, no. What's going on out there? I think the cargo is poisoned. Okay, Ballad, seal the door so we can flush out the the death races. Okay. Wait, as, like, jettison them into space? If they're coughing up fire, yes. (laughs) Hold that thought. Ballad, you take nine points of fire damage. Okay. Because explosions everywhere as the silver clouds ignite, the power flickers on board the ship and goes out. Oh. God damn it. The Defrixes are truly agitated now. Some of them seem to be trying to scrape themselves along the walls, they seem highly agitated. The power is out, which means that the doors have automatically all swung open as a security feature so that nobody gets sealed in. And they are now stampeding through the ship. Off they go, running through the ship, smashing into stuff the way distressed animals do. Uh. I want you all to roll for initiative because we're going to do some fun stuff. Oh, uh, Ballad, I was supposed to give you a reflex save, by the way, for those explosions. Go ahead and roll that for me. Oh, cool. Okay. Let's see how I do. Oh, 10. <laughs> so, All right, sure failed. You take, you take the same amount of damage that I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, wow. That is a horrible initiative. Five? Yikes. Oof. Oh, boy, Miss Fanny. Okay, so Rolora got a five on their initiative. What about Ballad? 18. 18 for Ballad. Captain Friday? I rolled an eight for a 13. A 13 for the captain. How did uh, our chief mechanic fare? Uh, The chief engineer rolled. Chief engineer, excuse me. The chief engineer rolled a seven for an eight. Oh, no. <laughs> Y'all were not. That makes sense, though. I was the one at the scene. So I guess I, that makes sense that I would be the. <laughs> I, I do. I for. does. It does check out in like a story <sighs> sense. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> that ballad would be the fastest to react here. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, if it's not too late, um, because you are within 100 feet of me, right, Valid? Uh, yeah, should be. I'm going to go ahead and in- initiate my thwart ability, Let's, which will let me re- you re-roll your reflex save to if I spend a resolve point. 
uh, make me make me a perception check. <laughs> my lowest roll, my lowest one. Uh, I rolled a nineteen for a twenty. Okay, uh, that's a great roll. I will I will allow it then. I will say that you were able to hear over the comms ballad surprise and the beginnings of an explosion and you were able to cast your spell unfortunately for your spell slots i got a five so it's not a it's not a spell slot it's a resolve point and i never use resolve points so it's not like a except for (laughs) okay well that still sounds like a fail so (laughs) but i do want the three of you to in general just uh, make me some perception checks Perceptione, you say. Perceptioneptionness. Perceptioneption, what's your fepsion? Jesus. Uh, I rolled a 13 for an 18 total. Okay. I got 15 on a dice, so with my plus zero, <laughs> that's still a 15. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20 this time, so with a plus one, I got a 21, and then if I get to use my broad spectrum skinning kit, which I don't think really ma- matches in this situation, I would get an additional four to that. Okay. Uh, Ballad, what did you get? 24. So the next thing I want everybody to do is to place themselves where they where they think they are. Uh, are you already there? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing Relora at the helm, Friday in the captain's chair, Saren in engineering, and Ballad in the cargo hold. Is that where y'all would have about where y'all would have been yeah yeah absolutely yep. all right good times all fun right. fun will be had oh man so we're going to kick things off with ballad ballad i'm gonna need you to make me Another reflex save as a stampede of Defrix's charges past you. This will be the one. Uh, not that good, but 17. That's a pass. You Ooh. only take four points of damage on this one. Nice. As you get buffeted about and the herd takes off down the hallway and splits off into various directions. Some run upstairs, some start charging directly down the hallway. What do you want to do? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to kill them or anything, and that's kind of all I, I'm good at. No, killing, um, them is, killing them is money. Yeah. We can't have that now, can we? Um, no. Money's important. <laughs> so I think I'm going to try to... Are there any still left behind, or have they all pretty much stampeded past me at this point? There's one or two that are still blundering about within the cargo hold itself. Okay, I'm going to try and force these doors closed so they can't also stampede. I don't know if they're trying to get past me at all or anything, like if I need to do athletics. No, no, no checks necessary. They're not. They're not trying to stampede past you. I will. I would also like to note that I uh, something I forgot to mention after you rolled initiative, which is the ship did temporarily lose power. Everything flickered off. The drive engine, the drift engine died. The gravity turned right. off. You were all floating there for a couple oh. of seconds, but it flickered, and then your backup system has come on. Oh, okay. so 
Ooh, life support and gravity are currently functioning. But the but it was but your backup is for essential systems only. So that's pretty much it. Right. Doesn't really matter that much to Ballad. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> the perks of being Well, Android. good for um, you. <laughs> but yeah, she she's going to seal up the doors and then go, just go off on a tear trying to... She's going to start grabbing Defrix's and like trying to basically strong arm, the, arm them back to the cargo hold. Um because she does not suspect she's going to be able to do anything like calming them down or anything like that. And they don't have any other skills. So (laughs) this is what they do. So as Ballad is running down the hall at the deferences that they can see charging, charging away, there are none that are like in the hall where they are Mm -hmm. at the moment. You do see with the perception check that you rolled that the lights over the arcane laboratory right here and over the tech hub are flickering. They are blinking very rapidly in a extremely eye-catching way. She's going to swear under her breath and like keep running. Let me see. Hold on. I haven't been counting squares properly. Yeah, they're going to be sprinting down this hallway full tilt they get on the comm and say, uh, lights flickering. We have lights flickering. I'm going to the arcane laboratory. Somebody needs to check the tech workshop. All right. We move on to Friday Francisco. Okay. I have enough movement to get to where I can, oh, wrong, wrong, Twitter, where I can get right in front of the door and I kind of peek around and I see what's going on. In the arcane laboratory? Yes. Okay. The door's... Uh, the doors are open. All of the doors are still currently open, except the ones that Ballad shut to the cargo bay. So what you see are a small cluster of Deferixes that are currently laying waste to the Arcane Laboratory. They are they ran down here in a blind panic and ran out of room, and now they are just smashing stuff. They are knocking over containers of sensitive arcane reagents. They are damaging some of the equipment. There are, there is, and especially as a witch warper, Captain Friday, you can feel the magical chaos and the harmful energies in the room are just a swirl. And you can, honestly, you can feel it continuing to fuel the herd's panic. And they are starting to claw at each other in their confusion and their desperation to escape whatever it is that's happening. So you said there's kind of like a magical thing going on here or is it just, does that just, yeah, it's, it's the arcane laboratory and they have started smashing a lot of the magical reagents. So there's just a swirl of chaotic magic that is Uh, okay. um, Um, Going around this room. Okay. Can I roll? What is spell craft? It's not spell craft. Is it mysticism? Mysticism. I roll on mysticism to see if I can figure out kind of what's going on with all the spell stuff. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see. I rolled a 15 plus five, a 20. Wow. I don't think I've used mysticism yet. So go for me. Very, very nice. Do you enter the room at all or are you still standing on the outside? I think, I think I would wait to see if I can understand what's going on before I would enter it, especially if I'm sensing like the crazy chaotic magic within that area. Okay. How close are you standing? Like peeking around the door. Well, because the door is wide open, so you're standing off to the side. Yeah, peeking around. Po- yeah, like kind of poking head. your head in? Yeah. Okay. 
So I'm going to need you to make me a fortitude save. <laughs> I rolled a four for a six. Oh, boy. Oh <laughs> okay. Oh so we... I'm going to actually do thwartability on myself to make myself reroll. <laughs> I... Oh, yeah. You are an ally. Okay. I can do it on myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I rolled a nine for eleven. Woohoo! Oh, Woohoo! Wow. <laughs> a little bit, a little, a little bit. Why is all my skills checks getting good, but all like the checks that actually like protect myself? I'm rolling shit. <laughs> you put your points where you put way. your points. <laughs> <laughs> well, even so, my perception check, I got a natural twenty. I mean, it's like, come on. <laughs> so you get there, you poke your head around the corner. You see these Deprixes just smashing everything, clawing at each other. There's just a, a really heightened frenzy in the room of swirling magical chaos. And all of the things they've knocked over smell terrible when combined together the way they're running over the table and onto Ugh. various surfaces. And the combined stench and fumes give make you sickened for one round. Okay. Oh, God. It's not too bad. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> with your Seleno. it would never happen to Seleno because she can't <laughs> smell anymore <laughs> she burnt her olfactory senses right out of that nose <laughs> it takes a strong smell indeed to crack her defenses <laughs> quite the stench quite the stench <laughs> Um, with your mysticism, though, which was stellar, you are able to get over your nausea for a moment and reach into yourself for your magic and figure out a way to funnel all of this energy out into a different dimension. That's fun. You clean up some messes while you're in there. <laughs> as well. All that stuff <laughs> causing the smell, vacuum. you just... Whoop, whoop. I was yep. about to say that, just dimensional vacuum. <laughs> you, you, di- you dimensional <laughs> vacuum all of that right out of there. Okay. I have, has it calmed the Defrexes down? No, they are still... They're still they're still tearing at each other. They're like... The, the, the thing that's driving them into a frenzy has abated, but the frenzy is still there. It's Can not going if- to... Okay. Hmm? Is there a way I could like try to frenzy them down the hallway towards the uh, towards the cargo <laughs> to frenzy them down the hallway? No, I think that's I think that's your turn because you use your turn to dispel the magical energies in the room. That's fine. Sounds good. Yeah. So we are going to move on to Saren Caceres. Oh boy. So Saren Caceres, having heard Ballad say that there's something going on in the tech workshop, is going to go ahead and uh, maneuvers yourself uh, out through, uh, so that's fine, into the hallway here with a single move action and look into the tech workshop. What do I see? Well, wouldn't you know it, you see 
a herd of Defrixes <gasps> that are what? currently smashing up all the equipment in the tech workshop. Uh, in particular, the laser welders. They've got those laser welders no. going real good at the moment from all of their flailing about and their frenzied panic. So there are two robotic arms in the tech workshop erratically swinging about and arcing laser beams in all directions. Oh my god. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like the dance club. Friday, <laughs> get over here. <laughs> really dangerous one. <laughs> Time to go bungee jumping. Do you have uh, any thoughts on how you would like to handle this very dangerous club? Uh, so I assume I need to get in there and mm, mm-hmm. uh, probably get get up to the computer controlling the uh, com- controlling the laser arms. My assumption being though that I probably like while I could get in there, I don't think I could do anything this round to actually stop the laser arms. I don't think I can do anything from where I'm at is what I'm saying. Okay. So yeah, you I can't will, do anything from where you're currently standing. I'm going to go ahead and move towards the. Uh, I'm going to move towards the laser arms computer to try and turn them off next turn. Okay. Make me a reflex check. How good reflex. are you at dodging lasers? Reflex, you say? I do say reflex. How how flexible would you say crystal people are? <laughs> Normally, not very. Uh, in this context, uh, I rolled a natural one. So oh, five no. total. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Yeah, girl, that's a fail. <laughs> really? I, I don't know. That doesn't seem right to me. I feel like a five should do it. <laughs> it matches the na- the number of that room. So it should work. <laughs> oh, Lordy. That's how it works. New Pathfinder rule. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Home rule. If okay. if what you roll matches the the name <laughs> the number of the rule, your room, you're good. Uh, all right. You are going to take fortunately because you are facing me, you're going to take three points of damage. Ouch, ooh, ooh, each. Plus three points of burning damage. All right. So, Saren, you you run into the room. You're trying to get to the computer. She's darting all over the place. She's trying to duck out of the way. She's breaking out all of the dance moves, trying to get through (laughs) these lasers. But they're just too random. They are too chaotic. They are unpredictable. And one of them refracts right through your crystalline lattices. And she gets singed pretty bad. There's a hole. Oh, ouch. Oh, we each. But (laughs) she does make it to the computer bank. All right. (sighs) Rolora, what are you up to? Oh my goodness. Shaking off the thought of the captain wanting to jettison the, the herd into space um, is going to definitely uh, go through commands on the panel. So the overall goal they're going for is they'd like to basically shut down power in the rooms that Ballad uh, identified to hopefully mitigate I don't know if that's something that's possible, how the ship's wired or how the commands work, but that's overall goal if they can. Okay. So you're trying to shut it down. 
Yeah. Okay. Or secondary goal, if they can't, like if they're going through, it's like, oh, they're not connected that way, to maybe give a, uh, a bonus to the people in the room as a kind of a secondary objective if they can't shut it down. So you're trying this from your, from your console on the bridge. Right. Maybe even, you know, moving over to the captains, because I'm just picturing maybe he has more access as a captain sure, yeah. from the helm. That yeah, would ordinarily been, be a pretty fair assumption, except for the fact that you are currently on backup power. It's essential systems only at the moment. You oh. the, the lights are on, the air's on, the heat's on, and the gravity's on. That's it. The computer is not, the computer's not up. The computer's dead. Also, oh. the uh, the other essential system are the laser arms and the... Yes, that's all very essential system. <laughs> 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 well, then if, they, if they're moving over, so they're going to still go through the... Well, would you say that she would know that um, prior to kind of making that move? Or moving to the captain's area. She definitely, she definitely would have noticed that that the consoles on the bridge are perhaps a little too conspicuously not functioning. Hmm. Okay. Then seeing that, I, you know, I'm still going for the spacey, spacey theme. I'm going to go for the space element. Then she's going to pull um, uh, Bellona Torres. And is going to kind of maybe go under the consoles and start to do it hardwire, um, like rerouting kind of that way. And again, just the primary goal of maybe they could get it done or if not, at least if it provides like a bonus for for the crew, make their job a lot easier. Um, uh, thoughts on that? Gotcha. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. Okay. That makes sense. So you're, so you're thinking you're trying to like get under one of these consoles and try to figure out the, pro- try to figure out the computer problem from a hardware standpoint. Right. Maybe it can get a little juice just even long enough for maybe make the captain's job a little easier or Saren, uh, even if they have to, yeah. you know, connect their own data pad to, to fuel it. Um, sure. It's kind of, it's kind of, that's, that's kind of what I'm picturing in my head cinematic wise. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say that that would be an engineering check and not a computer's okay. one. Okay. It will be pretty high. Okay, let me... Here it is. My engineering is a plus six. So hopefully, come on, dice gods. I summon the dice gods to empower my role. Holy shit. Uh, well, not horrible. It's a 13 Ooh. on the dice, so plus six is a total of 19. Yeah, that's not, not horrible, but... Whatever, because you can possibly assume, you know, at least part of the reason for why all of this is happening. Uh, the ship's pretty fucked, and it's fucked pretty. <sighs> prof- it's fucked pretty professionally. A nineteen does not quite do it. It's very professionally <laughs> fucked up. Oh, okay. <laughs> You you're under there. You've pulled the paneling off. You've got your data pad. You're trying you're trying to hook stuff in. You're trying to to jerry rig something to get in and around whatever's happened here. But when you pull those panels off, the same silvery cloud that Ballad saw in the cargo hold is dancing over the wires. And every time you feel like you have figured out how to solve the problem the the problem changes okay cool cool well i'm i'm happy with the decision i made cool cool okay i've been on the comic like oh, Saren, you're not going to like this 
Ajiri. Uh, we are royally kick ah. Um, this is some professional grade sabotage. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Thanks for letting me know. I guess just more work for me. <laughs> I will let you know on a 19, though, Angel, that you, you do recognize what the silvery cloud is. Oh, what is it? What is it? These, are, these are nanites. Oh, these no. are lit. This is a cloud of nanites that you're engineering. Hmm? Did you roll an engineering check? <laughs> no, but I'm full of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I true, am full of those, but <laughs> true story. Uh, <laughs> I'm oh, just being funny. You were worry. too busy. You were too busy being exploded to really get a good look at them. That's that's what I'm gonna say about that. Well, <laughs> but Rolora, is... you can yeah, you can tell that these that these little these little guys they seem to you to have been specifically designed for an adaptable adaptable uh, technological system sabotage. <sighs> All right, it gets even worse. I've identified nanites. Uh, it seems to be causing a failure into the multi beaming subroutine of C forty seven, which is now offline. Oh, I should have freaking realized. Oh, my God. Oh, nanites, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And with that, I'll end my turn. All right, that's the end of the turn. All right. Goddamn good question. We're back at the top of the round with Ballad. All right. Uh, well, I saw El Capitan over here going where I'm going. So I'm going to try and head his way. I think this is as far as I can get, though. So, But yeah, I'm heading over to the Arcane Laboratory with the captain. And let me see something. No, I can't quite reach the Defrix from here. Even with my extendo arms. I am really not helpful in, the, in this situation, like, basically at all. Uh... <laughs> like looking at my abilities like hmm <laughs> yep there's that one <laughs> just help help with the actual like hurting of the defrixes probably will, will help too that's yeah that's basically all I can do is try and strong arm them back to the cargo bay okay but I can't even do that right now I, I can just get here okay yeah you get there you look into the arcane laboratory and you see that uh, Friday has more or less settled the situation. The Defrixes mm-hmm. in there are still going, they're still going a little nuts, but they do seem like they are beginning to calm down. And if you okay, want to good. make me a survival check, <laughs> sure. you may be able to calm them down more. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Ooh, 16. Flat 16. I have no bonuses, but yeah, 16. Excellent. <laughs> uh, 16 just does it. Meets and beats. Woo. So you uh, you get there, and you read that uh, Defrix care and feeding book more thoroughly than you thought. You, you actually do remember a couple of techniques suggested in the book for calming Defrixes that have kind of gone into this frenzied state. It helps that they are beginning to settle down. And you are able to Defrix whisper them into nice. a more biddable state. Maybe you had bits of meat in your pocket or something that you could offer them 
it scratches <laughs> behind the ear. <laughs> and you're able to start yeah. lead. You're able to get them out of the arcane laboratory and prepared to be led back to the cargo hold. We all love ear scratches. Who doesn't Us love ear havers? And they all seem shaken. Some of them are pretty. Some of them are pretty badly injured, but none of them are unable are unable to walk back down the hallway. Poor babies. I know yeah, they're very, having a very bad day. Very gently. Yeah, mm. being nice to these poor raccoon bear skunks. Yeah, that's what I'll Captain say to Friday. everyone. Like, I, I'll uh, I'll head up trying to take all the defrixes back to the cargo bay maybe I'm, I'm not really much use elsewhere so <laughs> thank you Ballad just keep me a, if you see anything else and I can come back you up absolutely okay so it's okay Captain turn. Friday it's your turn uh Saren how you got things going on good over there working on it Captain <laughs> I just have these uh these laser arms going you know do you have any just... Jeffrexes in the room Absolutely. They're just kind of hoarding all over the place, getting burned. Okay. Uh, I'll hold my turn until Saren can do your turn. Okay, cool. Sounds good. So I'm just go ahead and change you in the initiative order real quick. All right. So Saren, uh, do you want me to go ahead? Yeah, yeah. Saren, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead so, and make me that computers check or engineering check, whichever. They are the same, so I will start with computers, and we'll see what happens there. Rolling computers. Oh, my God. Uh, I rolled a four on the die for a 15 total. Um, I'm tempted to use a hero point. I'm pretty sure I still have those. I think you do. Uh, Not according to... Nope. Nope. Not according to the notes, I don't. So Let me see if I have one you can use. Give me a second here. I haven't transferred them over yet. Because uh, I think I do have one of the much of a call it points. I have neither hero nor inspiration. Um, oh, but I do get one for the my one terrible role I had earlier. So. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Inspo yeah, point actually, for that. Oh. So, so do yeah. You, uh, was I? Was I below? Was I five? Be- I mean, I'm sure I was five below. I rolled like an eight or something on the reflex check. Yeah, you failed it pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, failure. Yes. You did not do a good job. So yes, I, take it in. Take an inspiration point. <laughs> I unfortunately do not, however, have a hero point. So sorry there, Heidi. Nope, no worries. Uh, yeah. Well, so I rolled a fifteen. I do. I do. I do. You can have mine. Oh, okay. Okay. I Go ahead will. and try that engineering check again, or computers. I feel like Saren should have a lot of inspiration points. It feels like Saren gets low rolls. On nah, the not below five. Oh yeah, no, I do roll pretty low, uh, consistently in combat, at least. Mm, um, indeed, I just real talk. Like, I don't know that I care about the inspiration points. Like, I feel like I should, but like, I don't understand them. So I don't ever think to ask about them. So I'm just like, whatever, it's fine. I rolled low. Yeah. For somebody who rolls low, it could actually be very beneficial because you can stack up as many of them. And at any time you can add them to your roll. So let's say you rolled a 15 and you had 10 inspiration points. You can make that 15 a 25. I mean, that's kind of, it's like adding a, a modifier to your, roll at any time you want 
I see. I it's see. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, hero point re-roll from Jess. That is better, but still not as good as I would like. I rolled an eight on the die <laughs> for a 19. That'll do it. A 19. A 19 gets it. You're struggling. It's difficult. These nanites are continually reprogramming this computer console, but there aren't as many of them in here. It's it's a, it's a smaller it's a smaller cluster plus with Relora kind of telling you what's up and what you can expect, you are able to reprogram the arms to stop shooting. I'm struggling. It's difficult and these nanites keep changing things, but I think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> they power down, resume their off positions. Oh. All right. Now, what do we do about these Defrexes? They've they have also like now that they're not actively being <laughs> shot at, <laughs> have come to a stop. Their sides are heaving. A few of them look really badly singed. One of them is slightly on fire, but not in you know an immolating kind of way, but definitely smoking. But they they all appear to be alive. Uh, do I do I still have an action left? Yes, you can. You have not moved, so you can still you can still move. Uh, I'm going to take the fire extinguisher out of my bag. Nice. I <laughs> <Good laughs> just carry with me. Yeah, sure. me too. <laughs> yeah, smart. <laughs> she's she's prepared. You can tell who the engineers are. <laughs> prepared for a fire at any moment I just will one into my hand from another reality that's all <laughs> I just off. slap the fire with my there you go <laughs> balance methods you jump on it and roll on it punch Badass. the fire into submission <laughs> great <laughs> yeah you take out your fire extinguisher and all over the defrexes well, I assume I assume it's a move action to take it out, so I don't think I oh, can actually yeah. use it this turn, but nope. I have it ready for next turn. It's a thought, though. Yeah. And now Dustin can take his turn because uh, the computer, the arms were successfully reprogrammed. I'm getting the sense that uh, that Saren has this pretty good, pretty handled because they seem to be calming down. I go, Saren, you got this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Captain, I've got this. Okay, well, since I'm closest... Uh, Ballad, when you were going near, through our rooms and by the bathroom, you didn't see any Defrexes in there, did you? No. Okay, so I'm going to go here to, to number seven. That will take me up to the... Uh... Oh, wait. Does that take me to the... Yeah, that takes me up to where the like our lounge is and stuff like that, just to make sure that nothing's up there. Yeah, it's a, it's a little elevator. Um, with the perception check that you rolled earlier, I will also tell you that perhaps guiding your decision, there was a blinking light over it flashing very quickly it's almost like they're trying to lead us to where where things are happening uh and uh i'll head yeah head up there uh to our the galley oh no are they in the galley (laughs) you get up to the galley it does look a little smashed up but there are no (gasps) defrixes currently in it oh poor relore i mean cross the line (laughs) that bitch is going down Is our, our uh, what is it called? Our little food, our food maker that we stole, okay? <laughs> it's fine. It's pretty okay. tough. 
It was yeah. industrial grade. <laughs> okay, that's as far as I can get for this turn. Okay, um, you you do get you get up there. Whoop, you see that the the kitchen is pretty smashed up, and you uh, certainly hear the sounds of panicked animals and oddly, like laser guns coming from down the hallway toward the HAC. But you'll find out about what that is on your next turn because we're uh, moving on. <laughs> I, I, I go. Uh, I think we got a problem up in the HAC. If if anyone wants to back me up, on my way. Laura, do you want to back him up? I'll go and back him up. Her kitchen's Oof. getting destroyed. Of course, she's gonna go back me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my poor kitchen! And starts making their way to the turbo lift, and will activate their environmental protections on their suit. Nice. Good call. Smart. Beep boop. Uh, yep. Yep. Zoop. The lift carries you up to the galley where you join Captain Friday staring, staring around at the destruction. Oh. So I'll just put myself just right at the to- turbo lift. How'd they even get up here? <sighs> How'd they operate the turbo lift with the yeah, power right. off? Well, the systems are all interconnected. They're well, we'll go into how night nights work later, Captain. <laughs> but that's the that's the Oh, other than if you haven't done so, please activate the environmental protections on your armor or suit. Okay, cool. Ballad Serenade. You have calmed the Defrixes in the Arcane Laboratory, and I assume are now uh, herding them back towards the cargo bay. Yeah, my turns are going to be pretty boring for a while unless some outside forces get involved because I'm just walking to the cargo bay. <laughs> That's all. Severus, <laughs> come with me. Fun stuff. <laughs> got. Is that as far as you can move? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. <laughs> and then the only other thing... Oh, the, the only other thing I want to do is say over comms... Uh, Reminder, uh, I think the cameras may be involved with everything. Maybe if uh, somebody wants to check out the cameras, Saren, perhaps. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, I, I would. I don't know if I don't know if they are on, but I will certainly check after I put out the, uh, these Defrexes. Roger, they uh, they were moving. They followed us and. Uh, was it Flea Grebe or which one? Goog. Goog was the one that was upset about it. The the goblins, ah. by the way, are also running around like chickens with their heads cut off, trying yeah. to trying to wrangle. Like you see all three of them chasing like a pack of rampaging Defrixes down the hallway going, we got it! We got it! We got them! <laughs> Riding on its back. Yeehaw! Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. Rattlesnarp is writing one, and he is, seems to be determined to cause more chaos. <laughs> Rattlesnarp, can you knock that off? And then Ballad says over the comms again, yeah, they were following me earlier, and Goog had mentioned that uh, they were making him nervous. So I, I do think they're on, and I think they're connected to what's going on right now. I'll give it a look on my... <laughs> I'll give it a look on my turn because <laughs> you're the best. Th- thanks, Ballad. I'll, I'll give it a look. Give me rough. Give me roughly six seconds. 
it is Saren's turn for what it's worth. So, Saren, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to hose down the Defrixes in the room, or do you want to try to access the ship cameras? So, accessing the ship's cameras, can I do it from where I'm at? I am standing next to a computer terminal that was recently on. And um, yeah, this computer terminal seems to still be on. It is. It does strike you as, gosh, pretty weird that some systems seem to be functioning just fine and some are off. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, can I both uh, hose down the the defrexes and look at the computers or would it be a standard action for either if you don't move i think you can do both okay. i'm going to say you can do both as long as you don't move yeah so i deploy the fire extinguisher uh just spraying at the base of the fire to try and put put the fire out on these defrexes and will <laughs> I imagine it's high tech, so you're doing that with one hand, just holding down the lever, and the other hand you're like. I also have this hilarious vision of Jambot trying to like corral them while you're doing that. Maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe you hand the extinguisher to Jambot, and Jambot's trying to spray him down while you use the computer. Yeah. So I do. I do say, Jambot, come take this extinguisher and put out the fire on these on these defrexes and jambot will float welding. on over <laughs> yep <laughs> like welding <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we'll start putting out the fire while saren sets to work on jambot will also put on the cheese kerosene song yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm a match Perfect. cheese kerosene cheese kerosene gonna burn down everything <laughs> in Not a past the animals. life <laughs> alright uh, rolling All right. computers dang it uh, I rolled a 16 total so mm. well flip yep you cannot ac- you can't even access the computers in this room the oh this this is not yeah, this is well, this is one of the systems that seems to kind of flicker on and then flicker off and then be taken away and then moved elsewhere. And you can't, you can't, you actually can't really access much of anything anymore. Okay. On this computer. Um, if anyone sees an open computer term or an operating computer terminal, let me know. This one seems to be on the fritz too much for me to actually use. Roger that. I do want to let you know that this was not like a wasted turn because the Defrexes the 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 Defrexes would have died. Uh, they oh. they were they were oh, mechanically no. on fire. Oh, no. I figured. So that was a good that was a mm. that, that was a good use of your Heroic. turn. Just just in case you were feeling like that was just kind of a wasted a waste of time, it was not. No, I I, I honestly wasn't because I'm like yeah. I mean, sometimes I my my opinion on like bad rolls is like sometimes it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I roll and it doesn't go well, and sometimes you know you happen to do something that is like to me it felt like putting them out was more flavor, but I do like mm-hmm. that they are not gonna die. From the fact that they're on fire. (laughs) Yeah, they are now covered in foam and they don't look pleased, but they are. (laughs) But other than that, they seem seem much better. 
Captain Friday, you and Relora are standing in the smashed galley listening to the dulcet sounds of panicked predators down the hallway. Uh, before I take uh, a path down the hallway, I look at the camera and go, Hello, Aline. Just let you know. We're having some fun. Thanks for the five-minute distraction. Good try. And then I'm going to head into the... Uh, rolling my eyes as I head into... Look around the corner to peer into the back. This is also open. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, crazy. The When you look around the corner and peer inside, you see that one of the programs has been turned on. And from what you can see, it appears to be a combat simulation. There's... Three Skittermander commandos and a Vesk warrior screaming furiously and attacking the panicked Defrixes that are still inside this room. The Vesk commando is wielding their Doshko, laying about them with it. The Skittermanders are doing their adorable Skittermander stuff with their little laser pistols, and the Defrixes are panicking, screaming, clawing the walls, and uh, doing their best to avoid the fire. Uh, hey, team. We got a holograph hijinks going on here. Looks like our hologram uh, has been taken over by some commandos. I'm going to try to keep their attention off of the Defrixes up here so we can get out, but I don't think I can handle this one on by myself. Uh, Ballad, it's time to do what you do best. Come come help me beat these guys up. (laughs) 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 I'm so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's so much going on. <laughs> Embrace the chaos ballad. I do, and I listen. I love to fight, but I can't take these things to the cart. Gobos, can you please take over yeah, here? We got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> Rattlestar comes riding back on his death going, I got him. <laughs> Follow me. Uh, <laughs> To, to buy some time, though, I am going to, however, ask, uh, can you give me a visual of the creatures so I kind of know how they're laid out for spellcasting reasons? Sure. Here. So the Defrix herd um, is just is represented by this one polar bear just racing around. And I don't actually have... Ah! Oh my god, they're giants! (laughs) Scary cavemen here. Instead. uh, Oh no. This is a Vesk. That's a Skittermander. That's no. It's the Unga Bunga offensive. Yeah, the Unga. (laughs) That's funny. I like I like unga bunga. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing that this is. Miss Fanny's hollow pr- training program. So all the vests are like shirtless and oiled up. Nice. <laughs> Damn, Miss Fanny. Oh, it's sexy in here. <laughs> uh, what you gonna do, Friday? 
Well, just to kind of keep one of them off it, I am going to cast uh, Misfire on one of the uh, on one of their their uh, guns. Um, so they just need to roll me a will save. Um, the object is the will needs to roll will save, but that that's their creatures will save. Okay, specifically, which one are you casting on? Um, whichever one's going to attack next. No, um, probably the one that is easiest for me to see is the one in the back left corner. This guy. Yep. That's 20. 20 on the little guy's will save. Um, what is it? Oh, that was like, okay. Then uh, it uh, it passed. But man, if it would have failed, it disables that weapon for 24 hours. So that would have been cool. Yikes. That's a high risk, high reward, or, or uh, high risk, high reward spell for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Okay, that ends my turn. Okay, Relora. Okay, let's see here. You round the corner and you see one of your very special private oh. combat training programs is up and running. Oh my. Um, hmm. <laughs> well, this is not how the program is supposed to be run. <laughs> All right, they're going to uh, definitely make a beeline. And we'll run forward to the vest that is closest to the Defrix. And we'll give them a stab with their survival knife, which I pulled out as part of my move action. Okay. Okay, that is 17 to hit. A 17. Now you get away from that critter. A 17 against their KAC will definitely hit. Okay, that's four points of damage. Slashing damage. Four points of slashing damage. Uh, the cons- the hollow, the hollow character flickers a little bit very briefly and then spins around to you and puts two of their hands on their tiny little hips a purple skittermander I've decided <laughs> and goes hey that's not new friend behavior far beyond the stars oh, is a fantastic world's production thank you so much for listening to the show we deeply appreciate it and uh you know, we think it's cool that you're here. In the meantime, if you can't get enough of us, we also produce a second show, the Fantastic Worlds podcast, based on the Reign of Winter adventure path for Pathfinder 1E. Uh, we currently are in our uh, off-season for that show, but there is an impressive backlog of episodes for you to go through if you've never listened before or if you need to get caught up from where we left off last season. So go ahead and go check that out. You can Look that up at Fantastic Worlds Podcast, wherever you catch your pods. We also recommend connecting with our fantastic community on Discord and Reddit or by following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find links to access all of those in our website, fantasticworldspod.com. If you'd like to support us, and we would be so, so grateful if you decided you wanted to do that, you can go to fantasticworlds.cash. Uh, and go check out our Patreon. You can get access to behind-the-scenes content for all of our shows. We also have merch at varying levels, uh, interactions with the cast at higher levels, 
lots of cool stuff. So go go check that out. Consider consider throwing us some dollars. We would really appreciate it. If you don't have dollars or don't want to give us dollars, we we totally understand. That's all valid and super fair. But we would really love it if you would uh, go to wherever your podcast catcher will allow you to leave a review or find one that does and leave us a quick rating and review. It really helps other people find the show, helps us grow, and we'd love you forever. I'm Abby, your galactic mistress. You can find me at Bonanza Famine on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Heidi, your chief engineer, Saren Caceres. You can find me at Vamahillion on Twitter or on Discord at Heidelon hashtag 5836. Uh, this is Angel. I can be reached at Espinoza916. Uh, this is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. This is the wonderful, the mystical, the magical Dustin Alexander. You can find me uh, at Dustin Alexander. If you enjoy our show, like I said, do us a favor, spread the word to friends and family you think also might enjoy it. And we'll see you next time, far beyond the stars. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder Adventure Path, Fly Free or Die, is a trademark of Paizo. Copyright 2020. All Paizo content is used with permission. I mean, we have the Defrix handbook <laughs> to look up. You've got the handbook. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter nine. So, Defrixes are stampeding in your ships. So, you've got a Defrix stampede. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would that be too much of a spoiler as the episode title? <laughs> <laughs> Heck no. You can go ahead and put that in. <laughs> I am. Sounds good. Returned from the war. <laughs> the echo, the echo war from return from the nineteen fifties. How do you miss it earlier? We were uh we were gushing over your your uh your, your voices. Uh, your voices mm-hmm. your impressions you do really good. You're Sean Connery saying ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, do it, do it. I haven't heard it. Do that right now. <laughs> Yes. Would you oh. like to sh- would you like to shave your game? Woo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> really <me> good. Sean <laughs> Connery. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh-woo>. <laughs>